just wanna chill and vibe. Soon as baby turn up, you know Buddha gon' turn up. Turn up, turn up, gon' turn up. Soon as baby turn up, you know Buddha gon' turn up. What's good, Sippers? And this is your boy Buddha and the lovely Baby. We coming to you from the happy place. Yeah. You know, the happy place is a a place of freedom, tranquility, where you come to thinking, you know. Share your thoughts, you know what I mean? AKA my back screened in back patio. <laughs> so we're outside with all of the birds chirping and the cars from afar. Um, just know that in advance. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. So we just out here with the tiki torches lit, keeping the Pesky mosquitoes off of us, just chilling, and we decided we wanted to just come through and drop some random thoughts and things like that on the folks. So, what you got, Buddha? Well, what I got off the top of my dome is, you know, this is your birthday weekend. Hey, happy birthday! birthday happy weekend. birthday, lovely. <laughs> it's my birthday month. Oh, it's a month, right? It's a whole month of celebration oh. and ball head. Whole ratchet shit. Ball head, whole ratchet shit, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let me ask you, baby. How does it feel to be one year older? I can assure you, I'm still recuperating from last night's birthday behavior. And I can't snap back. So, that snap back ain't, <laughs> ain't popping like it used to. Okay. That's what's up. So, we like to celebrate life and we track it on a year-to-year basis, right? Some more often, but yes. Okay. So, in this last previous year, um, what have you learned about yourself? I've pretty much learned to be more humble, more patient, more empathetic, just more um, looking at the outlook of individuals for who they are, letting people kind of be at their level of greatness and less comparing them to what I would like to assume is what they should be doing because they are adults or whatever. I've just learned to be more understanding that everybody have their own level and I need to just let them be great at their level. Mm, Interesting, being great at their level. So you always use 
amongst us, outside of the show, she always liked to say, you better match my hustle, right? <laughs> you know, you can't let me out-hustle you. <laughs> you know what I mean? What does that really mean for a woman who's addressing a man in that light? If you're having this conversation with a guy, or any woman is having this kind of conversation with a guy, and she says to them, you better match my hustle. What do I mean by that? Mm. Well, it's not dollars. Dollars is good, but dollars is not what drives the matching of my hustle, mm. uh, that meaning. So for me, <clears throat> to explain it to someone, ultimately it's, I get a, I've been, I have, I haven't had a rough life, first of all, but you know, I've made bad decisions or I've just made decisions that didn't yield positive results. And yet I'm still standing. And so I, I still continue despite all of the challenges that I faced and from a statistics perspective, you know, I wasn't supposed to be as successful as I am in my life because I was a teenage parent. And being a teenage parent, I, I assumed the responsibilities of that child without passing the, the baton to everybody else to raise her. And I went to college, I graduated high school on time with honors. Like I really put in work because I still had goals for myself and became an adult, obviously. Um, I, I work hard. I work hard for what I want. I work hard for what I feel I deserve. So for me to have a man to come into my life, he needs to be just as hungry for his goals in life. And that's why I say, you got to be able to match my hustle. Anything other than matching my hustle is holding me back. And I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. I'd rather stay single, be by myself, you know, and call it what you want. I'm not a gold digger, none of those things, but I'm a hardworking woman that work for what she want. And I need to see my mate. Um, what From a biblical perspective, they say you're supposed to be equally yoked, right? So why not let me, why not have my mate match my hustle? If we supposed to ultimately be quote-unquote equally yoked, he should be matching my hustle. as, And there should be reciprocity. I should be matching his hustle. Oh, reciprocity. Good word. But here, here's a question. It sounds like I'm doing a damn interview, but I'm not. She just got to ask me a question, then we can get that bathroom going back and forth. <laughs> but um, what do you feel? What? How do you feel? What your thoughts on the diff- the subtle differences between men and women? Subtle differences? Subtle differences? Subtle, well, just the differences, period. In this day and age, uh-huh. more women have, you know, become the front, the front runners, you know, the breadwinners, the 
all of that, you know, and, it, and it's just a direct result of occupational hazards and so forth. You know, our men have been catching it, you know. Um, so I think that just really the biggest difference is just the mentality and so much of society is putting these women so far on this pedestal that they forget that men need to be equally put on a pedestal. Although they should be working for it, they got to do what they got to do. But, you know, I think just the mentality. But a lot of it's been broken from social media, um, jail, prison, drugs, alcohol, just the whole thing. So, I think uh, a stigmata for men growing up, men today and men of yesteryear. Yeah. Um, is that we just, we just, you know, we're bred to, um, we're bred to, you know, not show emotions or not have emotions, you know what I mean? And in truth, that's what we're lacking, you know, as a, as a, as males, that's what we're lacking. We're lacking that in tuneness with our emotional side. There believe me, there's some that are out there that are in tune with their emotional side. And they are ahead of are ahead of the curve in that retrospect, being able to be in tune with themselves. And they make they usually make the great husbands, the 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 great men that women look forward to look towards for guidance. You know what I mean? The one who can be hard as a man should be, but also be understanding and emotionally available to allow a woman to be heard. You know what I mean? Yeah, you made a good point though with the emotion. Like most most men have grown from childhood basically. You better not cry and you know don't be doing you know, we they've been taught to be the big man, like, you know, and yet what was forgotten was, like you say, to show that it's okay to show emotion. Now, there you got to be, you got to have levels to that emotion. You ain't trying to be crying over every little thing. Crying over every damn thing. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you got to have a balance because men, I can, I can only imagine. I, you know, we we see it. There's so much brokenness and this macho. Male machoism is just right. even when they ain't doing good, they they doing bad. They still got this pride. Why do y'all have to have so much pride? Well, I think that comes well before we even got here in America. You know what I mean? We were kings and queens in our in in, in our other lands. You know, we had prominent land. We had diversity. Even though we may have been primitive, or not uh, not ahead of the curve as far as technology is concerned mm. in a certain aspect, but pride has always been there, man. Since the beginning of time, you know. So you're saying that there was there's been like a a breakage a breakdown, I guess, up through the generations because I mean I can't base my life on what took place. Centuries ago. No, I'm not really basing 
our lives will happen centuries ago, but it's a very tale sign. How'd you become black, baby? You know what I'm saying? You didn't become black on your own marriage. Say, hey, hmm, excuse me. I want to be African-American today or I want to be white tomorrow or Hispanic next week. No, you are who you are. So clearly your ancestry has played a part in who you became to this day. You know, you ain't face, you didn't face some of the trials and tribulations in your life just because of your baby. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm Buddha. Mm -hmm. You face these trials and tribulations because of the color of your skin who you hang with, who you associate associate yourself with, what social status you're in, how much money you make. Those all play a role of who you became or who you're trying to become. They do. Right, but the mentality, I mean, you know, but still going back to that mentality was broken. There's been a diminishing strength in the mentality, I think, just from one generation to the other. And so the question ultimately now becomes, how do we break that cycle? You know, is it, are we going to continue to talk about what took place before? I mean, obviously, we got to never forget. Right, right. Never forget. But at the same time, I can't really, you know, I know that there was a struggle. I know that there was all these things, right? But if I look at my life in my now, I have to go based on what I'm living in, what I've lived through. So I my, my live-through story is a little bit different than, you know, somebody that's 70 and 80. Well, yeah, I feel you. I feel you, but let me, uh, let me, let me bring some, a little different perspective of this. You know, I grew up. You know, obviously, I was born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, really learned life in the 90s, you know, parenting in in the, in the new millennial, and now, you know, starting my new adventure because now my children are starting to become a age where they're codependent on themselves. Right. So, I like to play football, right? You know, I blood, sweat, and tears in the trenches with people of multiple different colors and races, shapes, sizes, or whatever. And you don't ever want to think that the people that you're going to war with are bigots or racist, either reverse racism or, as we call, racism or whatnot. You know that you're going to war with these people and this is it. But then... It comes out at the most opportune time. I've had a case where one of my white friends that I've known dear, dear for like five years, all of a sudden he gets upset, not with me, but with somebody else. And he calls them the N-I-G-G-E-R. Well, and now I'm like, wait a minute, homeboy. We've been, you you know, you you came, hung out with me on numerous occasions. We sat down, ate dinner together on Nuvas. Can you been in my house? And you really harboring these feelings. Right. But where do they get them feelings from? How do they feel that they, that sense of entitlement to be able to say that in a way of demeaning my not sister, sister? You know what I'm saying? The only reason why she's my sister is because we just had, we share the same pigmentation. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And because you make, they made you mad. I'm supposed to excuse that. You know, like I'm supposed to excuse that because of a bond or tie or history that me and you had that you you're not meaning this toward me. No, man. If you say something like that, right? That affects every you, you, that affects everybody involved because who what what are you saying amongst your own people? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean that I that I can understand, you know, it's it, it, it there is definitely a deep a more deeply rooted situation going on within that individual at that when they get upset, you know, they you know they, they resort to being racist or making racial comments and so forth. But again, here's the here's the flip side of that. How is that any different from African Americans, their thought process? Well, that's the that's another issue. That's another issue. You know, like that's another it, issue. It just I mean we all got blamed. We we all are to blame for this where we are, but you know, in some aspects, like I think that's know. a bigger. I think that you hit it on the head, baby. I think that's a bigger issue than a white and black issue. I think you know the racism between just black people is more more of an issue than racism between whites and blacks. Yeah, because we got we got. Big issues within our own community, and, and that's why they're winning, and that's why we feel like we, as as a culture, we're gonna never get ahead. We're gonna never get ahead, and and other people feel like other cultures are always winning. Why? Because yeah, they may not be together, but they damn sure ain't doing the. They ain't trying to tear each other down either. I mean, but they do. But what they have in common is that they are trying to be. They're trying to win. There's a commonality, like in order to keep you down, you, you know, keep keep another culture from prevailing. They will come. They will share that commonality. They might not like each other whatsoever, but at the end of the day, the commonality, the common goal is to win, to, mm-hmm. to prevail. So that's the difference. Unfortunately, back to what I said about that breaking breakage of in the mentality, the thought process, men and women alike, it just it's you think we think different. It's that what you say, the crabs in the bucket mentality, that selfishness that, you know, me, myself and I uh, type. Of well, mentality. are you using my word? Baby? Well, I mean, but I mean, it, there there's levels to it. And, you know, so I don't necessarily don't disagree when you say that it's just. It's the, the context that you use it in, in, in at the level. So that's where I. But again, back to what I was saying, as far as, far as the mentality, it, it's just it stems from so much when you see it. I mean, you watch, we watch. It's not like these things. Everything in society hasn't been happening. It's never not been happening. It's just we get this information faster, right? Due to social media and so forth. And so now things we're visibly seeing the dismantlement and on top of that, nothing is happening. Like before they would say, oh, black and white stands up in court, right? You know, if it's in writing, it'll stand up in court. Well, what's more prevalent? What's more, you know, 
greater than having a video or to, to see from start to finish something and then there's still no consequences behind it. So now people, they lack the trust, they lack the respect, they lack the law, you know, the loyalty, everything, like the whole breakage. And, and, and it, you know, it's so deeper. But at the same time, we still have the capacity within our own communities to form a collective thinking, some, some, something on a totality of the whole. Even if I don't, I can't stand my next door neighbor. I need to know that when it's, we need to get something done on this damn block. We gonna still, we gonna all come together to get something on this block. And then you ain't gotta like me tomorrow. But if we need to get this paper signed for our kids or for the betterment of our neighborhood, we need to all be able to go to town hall meetings or whatever we got to do, sign this petition to make it happen. And that's that's where I think, you know, there's a difference and not just so much a difference between men and women, but just a difference in people of different cultures, the thought process. You know, so that that's my thing, my thoughts on it. Oh, okay. That was well played, baby. I ain't even got no comeback or rebuttal for you, baby. You're so crazy. <laughs> I ain't got no rebuttal for you. I'm just saying, but you know, and then you know, and so on to another another thought. Um, I was talking to a good girlfriend of mine today, and um, she said she made me really think about it. How much, if you had to put a dollar amount on your worth, what would your worth be? Well, I mean, I guess that would. For your time, like. You know, I guess my worth would depend on, I'm assuming it just depend on the company I'm in, I keep. Like, if it's my children, right, then my worth should be infinity. Like, it shouldn't be no price on that. Right. But, you know, if, for example, if I ain't never painted a house in my life and you asking me to paint a house, you know, my worth ain't gonna be maybe what you, that thought, that price dollar amount that you had in your head, if if a professional charges you $5,000, $5,000, right? And I ain't never painted a day in my life. Do I expect to get $5,000? I get it. But now, I'm just saying <laughs> no. as a whole, for as a person. As a person. As a person, my dollar amount for my worth is $200, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying an hour. Like, $200 an hour. Like, I would be, I feel like I'm worth $200 an hour. So... <laughs> the the thought behind that dollar amount is if you don't know your worth how can somebody value you okay so I feel like I'm worth $200 an hour professional or not so that means if you got me going somewhere you want me to do something with you and then we go to do it and then you're late oh late Without communicating, oh, okay, you're late. Without communicating, then, hey. then 
I'm feeling, I feel like you just wasted $15 of my time. Right, I get you. So, if I, it, it kind of sounds pompous, I know, mm-hmm. but you have to teach people how to treat you. Right. How to respect you for your, because you value, you know your worth. Right. And so, in order for somebody to value you, you need to know your worth. Mm-hmm. So, the question becomes, how much are you worth? Oh, shit, that's the case. I'm worth about... Man. Realistically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to throw that... I'm about to throw a million dollars Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If we talk about penis, then, you know, I'm worth about a good 700 a oh. night. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can you know break it down saying? however you feel like. I mean, you know, I'm thinking, I'm, 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 yeah, you know, I'm driving, you know, I'm picking you up, you know, I'm smelling good, mm-hmm. I'm looking good, I'm talking good, uh-huh. you know, I'm paying for the dinner, I'm filleting her, filleting her up, saucing her up with the finesse game, telling her how beautiful she was. She's going to have an incredible night. And at the end, she gets the wine and everything else that come with it. It'd be a full plate of things. So about seven hundred dollars a yeah. You you so your work is seven hundred dollars a, a night. A night. That's right. You a seven hundred dollar man. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she gonna um she gonna get everything above and beyond the Call of Duty. You know, because I feel like you could take me anywhere. It don't matter if we in the street, thugging, rugging, bam. Oh, I cleans up well. And I talk, right, and right. I, I can talk elegantly, right? Yeah. You know, I'm not over here breaking down, uh, you know, atoms and neutron, trying to tell you, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to win no Nobel Peace Prize, but I know how to hold a conversation because all you really need is common sense in order to talk to anybody. If you can got a good vocabulary, good, and some common sense, You'll make it in this world. You can bullshit your way through life with that same sentiment. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. So, you know, you say $200 an hour. I'm saying $700 a night. So I had the rest of my day to do what the fuck I want to do. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. If you're going to break it down like that. You know, you know, when you look at it, when you go to your job, you go on a, you, how much are you willing to take? If a job is posting, you know, it's a wonderful job and everything, and you could do this, and it's the perfect job, mm. but that job is only going to pay you $30,000 a year. And you're, you know, you've been to college, or you got certifications, you got mm. 20 years. I'm just, I'm just I'm using that you got years of experience and this, that, and the third, you know. So now you're looking at, like, I could take this $30,000 job or I could keep looking because I know that I'm worth fifty. you know. so. Uh, but I kind of feel like, not to cut you off, baby, I know you're in there, but I kind of feel like that was like the setup, an oxymoron setup. Because you started it off talking about perfect job so if it's the perfect job it has nothing to do with about dollar amount because it's the perfect job for you 
So again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if even if that is a perfect job, perfect as in just the duties and so forth, but money's not even an object at that moment. But the shit, money is not for if it's your force. For not if it, not not if it's your if perfect you, job. If you live somewhere, okay, and the cost first of all, thirty thousand is doable, no mm-hmm. doubt, right? Okay. But at the same time, if you are on a $50,000 lifestyle, 30 will not do, even though it's the right job. But my point I'm making ultimately is, you know you're worth 50. Okay. But yet, you're settling for the 30. Well, you ain't settling on anything because you ain't took the perfect job yet. I'm just saying. Just I'm not. I mean, I, I feel what you're saying. I feel. I'm. I'm feeling what you're saying. I'm just using an example. Just right. To put I maybe out there. you threw some numbers out there, but you kind of that word perfect. I know that kind of that kind of just went jo- to it. It's a, the job of your dream. If it's a job of your dream, then money's money. not. The money is not. It an object. is an object. Well, then you just go find a girl who makes thirty thousand dollars, and now y'all got sixty. Yes. The, okay then, but then you have right? it because it's the perfect. You got the perfect job. See, my if, mentality if you're though. Going too, you, you ain't, well, you, listen, you're baby. Way too far. With well, I mean, just, I'm not talking about. I got you. I got you. I got thirty you. is not bad. Everybody, thirty is not a bad number. Fifty, sixty, twenty, whatever you make, go what out there and hustle. So if you were basically what she's saying I'm is, I'm just talking about your work, knowing your work. Basically, what she's saying in in, in in Buddha terms, in Buddha terms is, if it's a perfect job for thirty thousand dollars and you know you worth fifty thousand dollars. You need to find a perfect job that makes you fifty thousand dollars. But that perfect, but you <laughs> might can't get it. All that perfect, all the things you've deemed to be perfect in the fifty thousand dollars. Well, are you gonna take that thirty thousand dollars job? But that's the question. Are you me worth when you worth fifty thousand? Are you gonna take that? I probably would. Okay. Especially if there's an opportunity for me to get to the fifty. Okay. I understand, I understand. You know, if it's so, one of those, you get in and you can grow. But that's different. So but, a, I, but again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm mm, not. I'm about to throw this. I'm throw this ball I'm not, at I'm you. Not maybe you might catch it for me. I'm gonna throw this ball at you because it's a segue to something we've already ever talked about. Yeah. But it ain't on the level of relationships versus practical mates versus soulmates. Now we're talking about a job worth having. We're just talking mind. about a worth. Right. A job worth having versus the realization that you may need some more money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which one you rather be? I've seen people step down from that high-playing job because they wanted that peace of mind and that happiness. Right. And congratulations to them. You know, you look at that sideways, scratch your head like, damn, man, you you making $100,000, man. Now you making 40000 but you seem more happier at this forty thousand dollars and that piece than you ever was stressing yourself out at a hundred thousand dollars. You know, Biggie said it best: more money, more problems. Yeah. You right? Yeah. Oh, I use the Biggie reference. You know, I'm from down south, and we talking about Biggie Smalls. I don't know how that came up. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, just by ultimately, the question was just more about. And it's a good question. Knowing your work. 
Like, how much are you worth? What, Look, you, what what's the, what, if you had to put a value? A money, a money value, because I don't, I get it, but I don't feel like my work, my worth is beyond just money. You see what I'm saying? So I can't, I can't really, I mean, I can't really uh, quantumly put that dollar amount on that unless I sit back and, well, how does a, how much money does a psychiatrist make a year? Okay, now how much money does a gigolo make a year? And I got to add all that shit up in order to come up with a, a true value amount. You know, how much does this chef, chef make them cook this meal? Because, damn, I fuck's good. I can listen. And I know how to cook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, there's the principles behind it all. It's not, it's not about. Just, it's not. It's not mm-hmm. that. I'm not, I mean, it's a deep question. Yes. Right. Where it, it allows for you to actually think. When you go somewhere, you know, you're with friends mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, or, per, you know, person that, like, don't be on time, you know. Be, oh, that's just how I am. I'm I'm late, you know. But then I be late. I'm not, <laughs> hell, I never said that. I'm just but looking at, at you, baby. Time, I'm, when I'm late, it's probably because it's a casual thing that, I don't have to be first at the mother freaking place. I ain't got to be the first one there. I ain't got to be the first one there, but I like to watch motherfuckers come in. I, they can watch me come in. I don't care. I like to watch. I want them. I want them to watch me come in. I want so like they can see. I can see how happy they are to see me. Shit. I need to see because I. I mean, I'm a different. Maybe because I'm a different type of predator than you. See, I like to watch people come in because now I say, okay, I have my pick of the litter. And I say I know who I know who the players involved because I see all the players involved. I'm gonna see them when I get there. Either way, I, I feel like hey, listen. I, I don't need to see them coming in. Listen, I'm gonna be if I'm, I'm gonna put that. I'm uh, listen. If I see some top notch, I'm going in for the kill. And I ain't waiting. I'm trying to get ass out there. Should be waiting because they might be there for somebody else. Now you about to get your shot blocked or not. Either way, but you gotta get goddamn give motherfucker. That's like you, you acting like the goddamn lady that the sales lady that coming. You walk in the store. Can I help you? I don't know. Absolutely, you can I help me. No, what? Absolutely, help me because you tell because because halfway through the goddamn halfway in the store, when you realize you don't know what all that shit's on, you go right back to the can I help you, lady, to find out where the hell the shit works, is. But you know, you, you know, what I'm let, you need to at least let me get to. I get you. I understand. But if what I just walk in and you wrapped up in my face asking me but I'm not all right these questions. But her, the first thing is, like, what you're saying makes sense. has a lot of validity to it. I'm not going to take anything. same for you. What? She's actually agreeing with Buddha? I mean, it... It, 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 it goes both ways. I, it's I all a matter... It. It's, it's all a matter of perspective how you, you know, how you think. All right. See, I, I'm already a social butterfly, so I don't have to watch people come in. I'm because, not so, but I'm not so social butterfly. Not so butterfly. <laughs> so, so for me, it don't matter what time I come. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fellowship. 
You're right. See me. Easily. Me, I'm different. I have all the potential in the world, but you got to get to that potential. So, you know, you got to get to that potential. So, you know, if I'm in the room with 20 different guys, will I say I'll stand out? Maybe. Maybe not because I'm not as social butterfly-ish. But in the beginning, if I see you, and no, and a whole bunch of, and a whole bunch of people around. I might be a lot more. I say ninety percent more effective in what communication I need to get across to said person. I hear that, but that's why I mean, you know. But as far as the whole being late, you know, like I don't, mm. I don't necessarily be late. If you tell me the party will be from six to ten, and if I don't get there to eight o'clock, okay. The party is till 10 o'clock. Now, if you tell me the party is from 6 to 8, and I, I'll get there by 6.30. <laughs> you going to make sure you're late either way. Not so much as make sure I'm late, but if I'm not tasked to do any damn thing but show up, they just want me to show up. I get it. I get it. I ain't got to be there at 6 o'clock. I could be there at 6.15 or 6.30, and I'm not stressing about it either. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I've already, I know that if I'm, if I don't get there, it's from 6 to 10, and I can't get there to 9 for whatever reason, either A, I've already communicated that I'm going to be late, or B, I've already accepted that all the food and drinks or whatever <laughs> might not be available, so what am I supposed to do? I need to, if I know I'm going to be late, I'm going to bring a bottle or bring something to eat, so at the very least, even though I'm late as hell, I may I'm gonna still contribute to whatever already done been gone. What's ever gone, you know, replenish the stack, the stock, stash. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get that out. Mm-hmm. So that's you're that's so, my take on you. So considerate. Uh, that's my take on the whole being late thing. Now, if it's my event, you know, like I'm hosting it and things like that. Of course, my time is obviously going to be a little bit different. But again, because I have I know how people work mm-hmm. from this bracket to that bracket, unless I'm very specific. If I want you to be at my house at six o'clock, I need to tell you it's five. Or I need to tell you to five thirty. And I need to be clear, you gotta be on time because we're gonna be shutting it down early. Whatever. Like, you know, you just gotta use your words. But if you leave an open space of time for somebody, that's different. So, but back to the what I was saying about the value of your, somebody's time. If you tell me I need, I, can you come over, or I I need to come over, whatever, and you know do some because I know I'm a notary. We already talked about that. Me being a notary. So, you you tell me you're gonna come for me to notarize some papers for you, and you tell me I'm gonna be there at one. Okay, we already discussed you're gonna be here at one, and. Here it is, 145. You ain't called. You just wasted 45 minutes of my time that I could have been doing something else. So, are you going to upcharge them? I probably will upcharge them. Well, okay. It might be $5, you know, but I'll most likely, there will most likely be an upcharge because, and they'll, and nine times out of 10, they usually are willing to pay because they know. They did not communicate with me, mm-hmm. and they know we had an appointment at one o'clock. Oh, okay. Because anywhere else, if you go, you 15, 20 minutes late, your doctor's appointment, 
that's twenty dollars. Okay. That's that's a contract. You sign that if you late fifteen minutes, they or you cancel without communicating, mm-hmm. you're gonna get charged fifteen, twenty bucks. Some places thirty and thirty five. Right. So why can't I have that same value on me of my time? That's the point I'm making. I got you, baby. Right. I'm finna switch gears and I'm gonna ask you a question. So when is it how much time you need to get over somebody? Like say you was in a relationship with somebody. It didn't work out. It was a, a bad breakup. How long were we in the relationship? Well, let's put a time on it. I say y'all was in a two years strong. Two years. Two years. Two years strong. It may not be a, like a real girlfriend and boyfriend type relationship. Y'all could have just been cut buddies. Real strong, monogamous fuck buddies. Like, y'all ain't fucking each other. You ain't fucking nobody outside of them. That's a relationship, right? <laughs> Is that what you look at? You gave me this look. Like, that's a relationship. I don't give a damn what you're saying. So, two if, years. Two years of fucking or hanging out, chilling, whatever. Friendship and all the nines. It ended badly. How long does it take you, baby, to get over said person? I'm going to get over them right away because if we ain't in a relationship and we just in a situationship, I pretty much already accepted the terms of what we got. I mean, of course, I have some emotions or whatever, but I'm pretty much moving the fuck on. So if it's still like so. It's different if that's my man. Oh, okay. Because now we doing relationship things. <laughs> What's relationship things? Just saying like couple <laughs> things and doing Maybe bills and outings and socially public and stuff like that, you know. So there's a little bit more attachments with a relationship than a cut buddy. Right. Okay. So I'm not. So, but you, you, I mean, I'm asking you a question. So you don't think those lines can be blurred between cut buddy and relationship? It depends on the the individual, like you know how how they how they love. I mean, two years, okay, since we're just using a number, mm-hmm. two years is enough time to have solid emotions mm-hmm. for somebody. But at the same time, once again, if we are not in a relationship, mm, 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 exclusive, exclusive, we is, we is together. We are we communicated, we verbalized, we agreed <laughs> that we is together, gubble. Then I'm gonna probably be over you. I mean, I'm gonna go on about my business. I might not necessarily right. immediately get over you because I mean, like I say, two years is a long time to have right. established some some deeply rooted emotions. Uh-huh. Even if it's just sex. Well, you okay. can't be having sex with the same person exclusively for two years and not have some emotional attachment to them. Hell, you can't even do that over a year, right? You can't do that for six months. <laughs> so, I said that to say this. So, last weekend, me and baby was hanging out. And we ran across a situation. <laughs> situation where I'm seeing one of them 
my past, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing somebody in my past, right? So I go to speak, and they just straight roll their eyes and be a real disrespect. I'm not gonna say they're being disrespectful the whole time, but in that moment they were being real disrespectful. You know what I mean? Unnecessary. Unnecessarily. And, you know, I went on about my business. Enjoy the rest of our evening, baby. You know that. Right. But it goes back to, like, listen, we ain't dealt with each other in over two years, right? Right. Why are you still, when you see me, feeling a certain type of way? You know what I mean? Some people just love different. And not only that, I mean, this not, that's just the recent thing. I mean, like, I have a children's mother that, you know, she's still feeling some type of way. Well, I don't know. Maybe that just, you, you know what I'm saying? Your magic stick is just magical. You know, $700 by the <laughs> <laughs> you know $700 by the gone bye-bye. But no, I'm just saying, like, I'm not really saying these things to get in depth in the situations themselves or then just to ask the question, you know, when is a good time to get over somebody? You know what I mean? Right. You know, like when you live in your life to the living your best life, right? Mm-hmm. And you cut somebody out of your life. Yeah. You get that bereavement period of, oh, well, you know, he fucked me over. She fucked me over. You got that, or oh, they want that. But at some point in the development of oneself, you know what I'm saying, they should no longer matter to you. Or they should never have, shouldn't have that stronghold over you, right? Right. You know, you know, when I see certain people, I get upset. And um, I get upset and everything... But I don't let it overtake me to a point where I can't function around them, you know. Sadly, some people, you know, emotional state of being, it just ain't, it's not solid. Like, they may be in a past situation. They were allowed to conduct themselves immaturely or whatever, you know, and so it became a learned behavior that they, they you know, they had, they, they created, so it just, that's the who they are type kind of thing, but for the most part, it's, it's not, just because that's who that a person is doesn't mean it's acceptable, you know, and uh, so what we have to just pretty much learn to do is get, get, be, go beyond them. Right. You know, what troubles me the most in those kind of situations, like what you, you, you mentioned, is when even that the individual that's affected affects you now and then your behavior changes. You might not necessarily realize it, but your energy changes. And so now. The new mm-hmm. woman or the new man have to deal with those that that shift in the energy. Oh, okay. And I can, I can see where you're going. And now, that. now, now it's a, a bigger problem because they they haven't gotten over you, but at the same time, you are allowing them to affect you. Sure. So essentially, 
even though you net, you know, you've gotten over them, but it's the act is as if you ain't got over them either because you affected by their, well, their negative I feel, behavior. I, you know what? I can see where a person would think that, but in its totality, maybe it's just could be the it's the blatant disrespect. You know, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, me and my homeboy, me and my homeboy's had beef or whatever. However, it may go, it, may, it don't have to be a man or woman thing. So if I extend my hand out for a handshake or, or whatnot, and they, nah, bro. In any, any, any form of disrespect is going to set the mood to be able to change. Somebody disrespect you, you're not going to be that happy-go-lucky person, at least for the next hour. Mm-hmm. You know, or the next two hours. It just ain't going to happen. It doesn't matter if you're unbothered by the person or not. Disrespect is disrespect. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, yeah, I can see where the other person will feel like, damn, you're not over them. Right. Either. But really, truly, it just could be the fact of, listen, you know, I went out my way to, you know, be cordial with you when I didn't have to. And you shitted on that. Right. Because of your own personal feelings. Right. You know? That's why I tell you, we have to deal with people as individuals. When you know mm. how a person is, it just makes it easier to, for, for you to just kind of move on and, you know, be great. Because <laughs> some people will really make you come out of character. Right. So what have we learned so far since this is April 12th, right? 12th. It's April 12th, right? So what have we learned so far in this year? Uh, all your secrets coming out, i.e. R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, and a few others, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, they, they, they tell it on you in, in, in 2019. Um. People are still having grudges. They hold grudges forever. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. And rolling from 18 to 19, live your goddamn best life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. So don't be unapologetic for who you are, right? Right. But be accountable. Be accountable and own it. Own it. Right. Own who you are. And... Now we just add it to the to the forefront. Know your worth. Damn, you took the words right out of my mind. My mouth, my mind, everything. <laughs> you know, we a well oiled machine, baby. I'm trying to told you. <laughs> they don't know about this power couple. Mm-hmm. Own it. Be accountable. Know your worth. Live your best life. Understand they telling on you all 2019, <laughs> all 2019. Everything you do, you're going to get told on. <laughs> right. So that's why you got to be accountable on this shit. And uh, last but not least is if they hated you back then, they probably still hate you now. <laughs> oh, man. This was a, it was a pop-up in a happy place. You know, strictly for the Anchor.fm subscribers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, baby. Yes. I just want to tell you happy birthday. Thank you. And that I love you. I love you, too. All right. Y'all be great. Be great.